one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Buzzy, 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 buzzy. There's a buzz. You, um, There's a buzz around it. There's a buzz. <laughs> There's a buzz. There's a sort of two-tone elephant in the room uh, this past week yeah. uh, or so, because um, the, the, the VW... ID buzz has been announced, and while I was waiting for you uh, to to get on the line from Lincolnshire, caller, I was just browsing, brazing pictures of it again. Of buzzes, it's about the fourth or fifth time that I've been brazing pictures of the ID buzz, which is weird. I can't remember the last new car that came out. I'd do that, you know. It's well, like yeah, probably the Lotus Emira, actually. Yeah, it could be that. I, I think since they've removed all of the the swirly decals. Um, I haven't been surprised because I could tell exactly what it was like. I was trying to describe it in the video that I did when I drove it, and it's it's good. I think it's a really good car. I think when I'm, you went to drive it with that, and it was all covered in that that rainbow wrap. Yeah, did they sneakily show you a picture of what it looks like without? No, they didn't. No, wow. no. I just went up to it when when you're when you're about when you're about a foot away from all the bodywork you can tell exactly what which which ribs and which creases are there so it was yeah yeah i could i i i had my car journalist scrutineering hat on and i could i was scrutinizing it carefully i think the only thing that i mean they they wouldn't they wouldn't allow us to film the dash but i could lift the flaps on the dash mm. it's got like neoprene it looks like so it looks like someone's had a, a horrific sea based injury whilst wearing a wetsuit and they've just draped it over the, <laughs> over the dash you know like one of these shark attacks they've had to cut the wetsuit yeah. off the person and then they've gone do you know what bollocks let's just drape this on the concept card dash it's what he would have wanted yeah it's why uh, he's exactly he loved it. surfing and he loved VW buses so we're going to use the remains of his wetsuit to disguise the dashboard <laughs> in this new VW well, bus well that's what it maybe that's exactly what it is it's repurposed terribly injured surfers um, well, why aren't the the seats made or upholstered in tatty neoprene with bite marks in it? I mean, what would be more surfy than that? That's, that's actually uh, well, neoprene's actually really comfortable, and I, I, I yeah. do quite like the smell. There's something distinctive about the smell of neoprene. I used to oh. when I used to put my wetsuit on. I, 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 I what wetsuit? When did you have a wetsuit? Got a wetsuit. I got a wetsuit now. What? I mean, I don't fit in it so For well why? right now. Well, because I used what? to like go out swimming and surfing and things. Did you? Yeah, I grew up in the West Country. Oh, it's you're a right West of country, if, you, if, you, if you live in the West Country and you don't surf or you can't swim, you, basically you get quietly killed. What about if you're from Bristol, though? Well, Bristol, they, a lot of Bristolians, they pretend they can, but they're, they're just next to a really brown, horrible-looking estuary, so it's not really the same. Hey, I was down by that estuary a few weeks ago, and it was beautiful on a lovely sort of late winter's evening. It was absolutely gorgeous. And then a very big boat went past, and I love a very big boat quite I, close up. I do. Hang on, was this the Bristol Channel that you were looking yeah. at? Bristol Channel yeah, yeah, is awful. Down at uh, uh, Portishead sort of way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. And I st- we stood on some rocks. And it was a lovely evening, and the water didn't look brown to me. It was so lovely. Is this the introduction and, and to a famous gentle. five book? All of a sudden, it was a bit. It was quite wholesome. It was quite wholesome, and uh, and I was. I suddenly thought, I wonder if I'll see a seal. Are there seals in the Bristol Channel? I, I don't. I don't oh really know. God. You're more likely yes, to see a collection are. of poos. I would say. Well. It's the it's fastest, or one of the fastest tidal estuaries in the world, though, isn't it? Yeah, you don't piss like, around with it. It, it, yeah. will, it will take you. Oh, I'd never piss around with the sea. I mean, the yeah. sea's a bastard. <laughs> I, I, I'm slightly fearful of the sea because because it, it's it's such a twat sometimes. I fear the sea, and yes, I did used to. I used to. I used to be a good swimmer, Richard. You, you did, did you? Yeah, I did. I used to belong to regional ah. swimming club. Interesting. See, I'm a terrible swimmer. Um, but I'm not a very good swimmer anymore, just simply because I oh. don't, and it's annoying, and I'm, it's something I want to, to U-turn on. But it's like riding a bike, surely. You don't forget how to swim, so I bet you'd get your magic back. Well, it's the fit. You need your good, you need your lung and heart power, Oh, you see, okay. because you, it requires an awful lot of fitness to be able to swim for a long time. I used to be able to swim, yeah, yeah. I used to be able to swim like Bloody a kilometre. tiring, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is what I live in fear of this because you know I've become in middle age a running enthusiast in that classic sort of middle aged man midlife crisisy kind of way. Yeah, and I bust up my knee a bit ago and I couldn't run for a bit, and, and then some brutal physio and it's all good as new and I'm back to running. But I live in fear of permanently damaging my knee, which sort of feels inevitable when you get into your late forties, and that to exercise I'll have to do swimming. Because I hate swimming. Why don't, I love why don't around you like in a pool. swimming? You can get waterproof. Because I'm no good at it. Now. You could listen to Florence on the machine whilst breaststroking. <laughs> I don't mean like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you wanted to. Interesting that you would go straight to Florence the machine as a sort of. I don't. Do you think that's motivational swimming music? I think it's mermaid esque music. It is quite mermaid esque. No it's mermaid. You know, you know, like if I was a if I was a trad mariner and I still believed in sirens and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, would. you know, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> you know that kind of thing where you accidentally drop your house and car keys overboard when you're on a pleasure boat, and then all of a yes. sudden, twenty seconds later, this female but not quite female strange figure swims to the surface and hands it back to you, and you never see it again, and you can't tell any of your friends because you didn't video it, and it's just something that you you know is in there, you know it exists, but. But you, what you think that's Florence Welch out of Florence? The yeah, Machine. that's what she does when she's not singing, uh, okay. uh, when she's not recording music. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think her gigs then are full of sort of blokes in gabardines all going, "Ah, I hope she does stuff off their first album." Oh, she's got a massive, massive pirate pirate fraternity, <laughs> really big in the Mariners world. <laughs> well, I mean, all that kind of thing is steeped in, in superstition, anyway, isn't it? Um, I mean, well, I it mean, is, say yes. that, say that, actually, racing drivers and riders—they're—they're they're all they can be quite superstitious. I'm sure you've heard of a few interesting things. Like I don't know, you—I'm um, not sure that I have. You but fill I'll, your I'll pants with toilet now. paper and climb into the car on the left-hand side or something, or oh, there's climbing yes, from the boot, the, the boot lid. Yeah, all little sort of ticks and tricks and things that people have to do before they, they get into racing cars, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know where we were going with this. No, we're not. Oh, for, well. ID um, Buzz. ID Buzz. <laughs> Here we are. That's where we're going. Ah, we've come round the maze and back into the centre bit where the car is. So, yes, the ID Buzz. And we sort of alluded to this last week or a couple of weeks ago, but I was saying about how that VW multivan I find strangely appealing. But mm. bloody hell, the ID Buzz. I really, really want one. And yet, 
I don't know why, because I don't like Type 2 vans. I think they're absolutely shockingly shit, and <laughs> is that they annoy to, me. Is that to drive or just to exist? Well, I'll be honest, I've never... Have I ever driven one? Uh, I don't know if I have, actually. I've driven Beetles. Well, oh, speaking of which, did you see when they launched the ID Buzz last Thursday? They, um, they, it was a Thursday or Wednesday, whenever it was. They wheeled out Ewan McGregor as a Volkswagen brand ambassador. Oh, did he have his Beetle, his battery-powered Beetle? Well... Oh, this is what I was going to say. He's a man after your own heart. Yeah, He's got yeah. a collection of Beatles, including an EV one. Yeah, he has. He, um, When I went to the States to film at um, a place called EV West, where they convert classics into electric vehicles, Ewan's oval window Beetle was there being converted. In fact, I, I took a selfie with its engine bay. Ah. That's not sad, is it? But, um, yeah. yeah. No, Ewan's, Ewan's well into his time. Well, and also, look, just putting it out there, Ewan's a nice guy, he's handsome, and he likes Beatles. That's that's a role model for me. I think he's got a good... He's, he's a good egg. He's got a good... I think that's the thing. In a sort of parallel universe where you had, in fact, become an actor, you could... You would be doing exactly what he's doing, which is living in California with a collection of interesting old <laughs> Volkswagens, including an electrically powered one. Yeah, so he... in a way, he's sort of got the life that... He stole that life. If oh, should have... I not like him, do you think, because of Well, that? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the thing, isn't it? There's a fine line between admiration and just naked, ugly jealousy. But I sort yeah. of think he is definitely doing what you might have done if you had decided to become the well-known actor Ewan McGregor. Imagine if I was a bloody actor. That would be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it oh. depends. I mean, <laughs> don't do yourself down. I didn't know you were a good swimmer until just now. So I'm not anymore. Maybe. Let's Can we just make this clear? So I can swim to survive now, and I don't have to... <laughs> But, Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, there's a TV show you've just come up with. Swim to Survive with Johnny Smith. This week, I'm in the North Sea, where I'm going to throw Dizzy Rascal <laughs> and her who used to play Cat Slater out of EastEnders into the grey, choppy waters and see what happens. <laughs> no, I'm going Welcome to Swim to Survive. And, and in, as a side element to Swim to Survive, people will be, I'm now going to throw your house and car keys overboard. This is the deepest part of the North Sea. Going to throw it. And then yeah. 20 seconds <laughs> what later... What are you going to do now? <laughs> 20 seconds later, oh, look, a siren appears who looks a little bit like Florence Welsh. And she's uh. going to deliver it back to you, but say nothing. And then kick her tail and go. <laughs> and going back to the ID Buzz, actually, I think they did miss a trick. It should have had neoprene textile seat option. Now, when I drove yeah. the ID Buzz and I got to see it and and, and really kind of um, drink it in around the, mm. the, the company of the, the Shermans who who came over, the team who, who, who'd engineered it, my one, my one reservation was I could tell that the dash looked quite similar, quite formulaic to the ID4 and ID3, which is an okay dash if you order it with interesting colours, and if you don't, it just looks very ordinary. Mm. And I thought, they, I don't think the Buzz should have an ordinary dash. I feel like that's that was a bit of a, a ball drop. Now, I'm going to go, I'm actually, I'm, I'm recording this. I'm going to go and see it again this afternoon. I've been invited back to just look at the interior. Oh, so I'm nice. going to go back with my vlogging camera, and I'm going to say hi, guys, twice in every sentence, and I'm going to do a little Please vlog. Do. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do that. I might even throw it in on that side of things as well when I'm interviewing someone from Volkswagen. And then, and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I've I've been having a heck of a week or so with um, etcetraists. 
Oh, have you? I've encountered encountered a couple of etceteras. Well, uh, one one person who said etc. And then I went to a little event um, last week, and uh, a guy got up on stage to do a little speech to thank everyone for coming, and he was a double etceterist. What? So he went, uh, thanks everyone for coming. I know it was hard because, of course, there have been tube strikes, etc., etc. But it's great to see so many people here from uh, all areas of um, of everything, etc., etc. And uh, (laughs) so please uh, relax, help yourself to drinks, food, etc., etc. And it's like, oh my god, how many? many layers of etc. I, I was trouble is I was standing quite close to where he was sta- uh, uh, speaking, and I was desperately trying not to laugh because it would look rude. He wasn't saying things that were funny, oh. except they were inadvertently. But yeah, and then I had to have a, a, a phone meeting with a guy who just went, "Yeah, we could certainly look at that, etc." And he's like, "What? Well, it's Why like a you- tick. It's a tick now, isn't it? It's a tick." It's a tick. <laughs> I'm adding it to the Smith and Sniff list of vocal ticks because it goes uh, up there with and on that side of things, and of course. And all that. And all that. Actually, you know, Vocal Ticks, I think, was um, a third album from Stellantis where <laughs> they'd, they'd, done, they'd, they'd, had a, they'd had a gap year and they'd come back with an enormous amount of wildlife-based sounds that they incorporated into their dance music. Oh, man. I was clearing out my old computer. I've got an old desktop computer that I'm just getting rid of because I don't need it anymore. And I just thought, I'll go through it make sure there's nothing on there that I want to keep. And I found a load of old music files and one of them, I'd forgot, I'd forgotten about this at one point. I was trying to work out how bored I was at this point and why I wasn't working. This is not one. This been. is not one to show your wife, is it? Well, well no, this a, is just from I just, a porn you, point of view. From a, I've just oh, wasted right. three just days from wasting time. Sense, yeah. Do you have a busy day? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, uh, I sp- <laughs> not revealing that I spent presumably all day, or at least a chunk of it making this bizarre bit of electronic music called boots vouchers it's got this really boots creepy vouchers. yeah um <laughs> it's, it's it's just bollocks and it's got there's no there's, there's a verse which is just instrumental i presume i hadn't got around to that but then on the um uh, on the the chorus in inverted commas there's just this really weird darth vader voice that's going these are things you can buy with boots vouchers <laughs> And I went, boots how, advantage how and why did this happen? And I can't, I shall, I shall check the date on the file. I didn't do that. I'll try and work out what work I was avoiding doing at that point. So, probably one of these ones where if you bought one of those sort of subpar Top Gear books that I did, you're going to go, why is this not as good as it should be? Uh, it's because the author Richard's spent been a, an afternoon on a synth with that. Garage Band. Do you remember that Vocoder yeah. app that I downloaded? I haven't played with that for yes. a while. I, I was going oh, to read yeah. out a couple of vehicle tech specs or or what car reviews and <laughs> just try to drop in a, a little ticky beat behind it, but I haven't. <laughs> a little ticky beat. I love a little ticky beat. Well, that's what the music industry is full of at the moment, isn't it? It just sounds like an enormous amount of crickets on a hot night. Yeah. Following you around. I, speaking of which, another music file that I found off my old computer was just, just a, again, a little bit of a, electronic noodling, but with an absolutely walloping 909 beat behind it, which I get, they just, you just don't get anymore. And I just let it run. I just I just sat there and just let it run for a bit, just because I was just going, I fucking love a massive 909 beat. More of that in future. Massive um, 909. It, in fact... Uh, if people, sorry, that's a, bit, that's a bit synth nerdy. The Roland, um, what was it called? The TR-909 was a drum machine. That sort of superseded the famous 808. Couldn't, which is, you know, surely couldn't, couldn't, couldn't Peugeot 
bring some of these na- these numbers to the fore. I was thinking about this the other day because Peugeot have done a sort of stick or twist, haven't they, where they've just gone, well, we, we know we're going to run out of numbers. Yeah. So we're not moving anymore. So everything is just going to be an 08. Yeah. Except I think their cars for uh, sort of, I don't know how they term it, but I guess they're sort of more basic cars for certain markets are 05s, aren't they? So I think like China and South America get 05s. But Euro Peugeots are all 08s and will be forevermore. So it's which sort of Euro Peugeots. It's like coming Euro- up at next on the <laughs> session, we've got 909 by the Euro Peugeots. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd subscribe to that. Do you know what? I was looking at some pictures the day of uh, uh, federal spec Peugeots, back when Peugeot used to sell cars in the US. And um, they seem to, particularly, even amongst Euro car makers, they seem to struggle to integrate the necessary federally required bumpers and lights. And you get sort of 505s because of the shape of the headlights. Yeah. Because they're a sort of... Oh, they were... What were they? Not... well, they were, they were like, um, they were like um, Essex Trapezoid? ladies' eyebrows, those ones that they paint on. So yes. what shape is that? It's a tapering, it's a tapering um, cuboid. Uh, Maybe. But then within that, you've got to fit two circles for your mandatory uh, fixed uh, sealed beam American spec headlights. That oh, yeah. It just doesn't look right. No, it doesn't. No. Kiss from a rose by sealed beam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, just pathetic. Killer by Adamski featuring sealed beam. <laughs> exactly, exactly. H <laughs> four remix. Ah, oh, the halogen remix. That sounds right. That sounds halogen, that, halogen remix. Yeah, and he goes it's Z, a and good then track. But God, have you heard the halogen remix? It's the, brilliant. Then <clears throat> full length Xenon um, reversion. <laughs> that would be more that'd be a little bit more Xenon. Euro. Xenon would be more Euro. But Xenon is a is a nineties slash early two thousands dance band if ever I heard one. Xenon would Just be alone. Xenon. It would be, or wouldn't DJ it? DJ Xenon. Yeah, it's good. Xenon would be I think we've talked about it before, the film Blade with Wesley Snipes. In fact we've probably only talked about it two podcasts I, I, ago. I, I, I feel like you bring it up pretty much every week. <laughs> I don't know, it's because I it, I actually can't remember what happens in the whole film. I remember the long, no. I remember, I remember the long coat, very sharp knives, dodge charges in the night, mostly driven in the wet. I don't think there was ever a dry scene, but um, <laughs> but aside from that, it's that scene at the beginning in the nightclub where the music comes to a bit of a climax, and then I think blood rains down from the ceiling. Mm. And it and it deeply disturbed me to the point where I turned it off and I had to go back to that film about a week later. I was not down with the raining blood in the club. <laughs> but uh, I actually can't remember why I started to talk about this. Oh, shit. Me neither. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, anyway, ID Buzz. Um, ID it's, Buzz. Uh, it's, so, yeah, it's the one thing that puts me off it is that it has got that interior tech from the ID3 and the ID4 because it's fucking awful. Yeah. All those touch-sensitive things yeah. do not work. No. It's just dreadful. And they have... I saw in one of the write-ups of, of the buzz some claim that VW are saying they've improved it. They, they told me that. They said they've done a, well, they've done a, nec- a next version of software update for right. it. And I kind of went, have you? And they went, yes, we have. And I'm actually going to try and fiddle with the buttons today, assuming the car I'm yeah, sitting in is real, which it will be real by this point because all the others were real. 
but um, they're, they're definitely building them on the line now because like, they did a little teaser about that. So yeah. they're now sort of you yeah. know, proper line built cars. So they should all work. I think it's really exciting. Like you just said, I think because we work in the industry that we work in, we are fortunate enough to drive cars that we um, can't always afford. And we're fortunate enough to drive stuff earlier. But what that does, it makes you a deep critic and it makes you a tough crowd. And mm. there's not many cars you'd actually want to throw your own money at. And, and one of those, yeah. two, I, I'm in a quandary right now. I really want an ID Buzz as a family vehicle. I don't want the long wheelbase one. Mm. I wish I could have the crew seat option that you get in the cargo van, which is the three abreast seating at the front, but I believe you can't for the MPV, which is a bit of a Brian. Um, but every time I think about that, I think, well, I don't know for sure, but by the time I've specced it up, is it going to be 60-something K? That's heavy-duty well, sum. I think it is, isn't it? Because... I read. So the, when it comes out, it's going to be just one power output, one battery size, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then a bit later, there'll be a slightly smaller battery That's right. version. It'll be a more which urban. Will be slightly cheaper. Yeah. Um, and when I was reading about this, their idea of cheaper is that it'll be about 50 grand, which to me suggests that the launch version will be 60 plus. I reckon you're, I you're right. I reckon you're right. And, then, and, and then the, that's quite a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I mean, it will be a useful thing, but here's the thing. I'm, I was working with a guy this week who said, here's the thing a lot, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> after saying here's the thing, there wasn't a great deal of interesting substance to the chat. But anyway, here's the thing. Um, I've been tooling around this week in an Ionic 5, and you know I'm a big fan uh -huh. of the Ionic 5. In fact, it's, yeah. it's just won another award, I think, while I've been driving Has your it. affection for it diminished in any way, having mm. with reacquaintance? No. No. It's still so strong. The attraction is strong, and this is <laughs> the attraction so strong. And I've 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 loved it. I've loved it because I think it does so many things very well. And I still mm. look back at it when I lock it, and I parked it. Ah. I parked it in the middle of a Tesco extra <laughs> two nights ago <laughs> because there was a free charging point. And I thought, in a world now amongst this horrific chaos that's going on, where it's one pound seventy a litre, right, for diesel. Yeah, I stayed the night in a Premier Inn the other night. Tes yeah. Tesco Extra was across the road. Podpoint, free charging facility, as long as you got the app. Wow. I had the app, so it's cool. Hmm. And I put it on charge, and it gave me a 240 miles of free fuel while I was hmm. sleeping slash eating hash browns in hmm. Premier Inn. And I think, hmm. A, that turned me on because I preheated it and everything. And that was quite smug. But B... Hmm. There's so there's there's so few things I don't like about it, the Ionic Five. I'm 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 sat here thinking, okay, if I was to order one of those and it'd be probably about forty with a few mm. options. I don't want two I don't want four wheel drive, I just want single motor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do I just get one of those and a caravan on the back or a trailer tent? <laughs> or do mm. I get an ID buzz, live the dream, plastic hibiscus flowers? And I start, I start swimming again. Just, or I'm just going to start wearing a wetsuit, unzip to the waist, tie, tie the arms well, around. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Even if I'm nowhere near okay. the coast. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, welcome to Leamington Spa. Hi. Yeah. Why are you wearing a wetsuit? You never know. I'm known as the sad landlocked surf guy who just drives around and <laughs> is nowhere near the coast. <laughs> I've got a towel. The lonely surfer. Yeah. 
He exists only in the English Midlands, desperately craving the sea. <laughs> but it- hey, talking of vocal tics again, sorry, that's just reminding me as well. Talking about, uh, the, um, the thing is, man, um, someone we know who I won't name messaged me this week and said... Just name uh, them. Name them, Rich. <laughs> name them. <laughs> no, because that'd be cruel. Because <laughs> uh, it's about someone they used to work with who apparently used to go, okay... I mean, I'm sort of hypothesising here, but it would be a situation like this where you go, okay, I think here's what we need to do. A, we need to do this. Oh, Rich. And then people go, is, okay. Is, and, is that me? B, I think this B is me. What? No. Is, <laughs> is it me? Because I think I'm an A, B, C guy. No, no, you don't understand. This guy would go, A, we need to do this. And then people go, yeah, and? And then where's B? What? Oh, what, there's never yeah, there'd a be B. no B. And he would repeatedly do this, apparently. And it me, I, I read this message from this guy that we know, uh, and I was in a public place at the time, and I laughed out loud <laughs> like a bit of a loony. Because the way he, he wrote it down, he yeah, so anyway, what we need to do is, A, we need to do this. <laughs> and what? what? What else? What do you mean? Well, you just said A. Where's the B? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> apparently, it, it, he was genuinely confused as to why people were expecting something more. It's like, why did you say A? That's, that's Anyway. That's- I've, you know, I do. I and my daughter. Unfortunately, my daughter's become clever, and she finds she she notices these things. I did a one, go and brush your teeth. Blah blah blah. B, go and do this. And she went, why one B? And I went, oh uh, shit. See, I do that deliberately though. Uh, I did that to you the other day when you sent me that clip of Marillion performing on top of the pops, <laughs> and I sent you my list of questions that were raised. Oh by yes, it, you and did. I, they were deliberately cock-ass numbering and lettering. They did. You're absolutely right. Because because I have, I had so many questions from that bloody clip. It's, it's, and I, I was meant to tell you this. Is what I said, I was going to tell you about the guy I knew at university who was really into Marillion. Uh, and he was a Welsh guy, and his name was Merion. And we were always <laughs> a bit confused. It's like, do you like Marillion because they have a name that's quite similar to yours or not? And I never, never sort of asked him. His that. name's Ma- Marion. Did you say Marion? Merion, Merion, M E R I O N, I think. And he, his favourite band, his favourite band's M- Marillion. Massive Marillion fan. Could I just? But say, I think that's the thing. No one's a casual Marillion fan, are they? You're either in or you're out. It's like they're, they're one of those bands that inspire total devotion, and anything less is like they're no one's second favourite band, are they? Either they're your favourite band in the entire world, and you don't even like any other music, or zero. Can I just say that clip that I sent you of them performing on top of the pops, Kaylee, for anyone that cares, it's the only brilliant yeah. song that anyone normal knows. Anyone knows, I know. Um, yeah. It I was trying to get to sleep and I do I, as you know, I when I brush my teeth I watch a lot of old pop videos these days. <laughs> <laughs> but this one this, this one was the gift that just keep, kept on giving. It's like it's like you take a band and you go, Right, guys, here's the thing. None of you are attractive, so you can't get away with just kind of being good-looking but maybe slightly shit musicians. So do what you can, yeah? Do what you can. And then that's what Marillion come back with. Lead singer looks like he's just had a massive accident with a funfair candy floss machine. (laughs) Why is his hair so thin and lank? It's the it's, looks to go. This is not relevant if you haven't seen the video. I'm sorry. If we will put it in the, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's the looks to camera while he's singing, and the guy who is it? Is it the guitarist who keeps popping into the side? 
He just looks like a supply teacher. There's, but there's a, a perspective. <laughs> I think Fish is was is quite tall, right? But there's a perspective issue which makes him look nine feet tall next to the guitarist. He looks twice the height of any other band member, which is one of my one of my observations about that that footage. But also, Fish is wartan a <laughs> traditional tartan kilt. And it suddenly occurred to me that that might be the least rock and roll item of clothing it's possible to wear. <laughs> it's There's just... nothing wrong with a kilt. It's a fine thing for Scottish people to wear at English weddings, as they do. But it doesn't work on stage on top of the pops when you're seeing a sort of heartfelt, light it, rock ballad. It, do- it doesn't. It, it... Do you know what that track reminds me of? Um, do you remember... Dancing in stilettos in the snow. And that, so, Do you remember where you left the spare set of car keys? I, it's, um, all I think about with that song, apart from Dancing in stilettos in the snow, where I think someone's going to have a hip replacement off the back of that. Yeah. Because you're going to go down so quick and hard. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Aren't you? Ridiculous. Lethal. Um, really dangerous. But I, I, I remember it being played um, in a very bad pub on New Year's Eve that I was in, in... Um, in Bristol and <laughs> it's true it's true I, I remember this vividly we decided to see the new I don't know why we decided to see the new year in in the worst pub we could find just to sort of be anti and New Year's Eve yeah. and it was a proper drinkers pub where there was a very kind of lacklustre disco in the corner and I I've told you about this. The guy tried to buy my shirt off me and wouldn't leave me alone for about two hours. Did I tell you about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was wearing... I've actually still got the shirt. I'm banned from wearing it, but I've kept it. It was a The Sun newspaper. <clears throat> Did a limited edition um, shirt collaboration with Ben Sherman. This is about... This is more, more than 20 years ago now, this. Um, yeah, well, and of course was... you're in Bristol. This is the most '90s story. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Ben Sherman shirt. It's a Ben Jeez. Sherman shirt, and it had very, very tiny. It had mosaic tiles all over it, no more than a centimeter square, and each one was um, a previous Page Three model from the Sun. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh my god. So so from a distance it looked like a colourful pattern, but when you got up to me and started talking to me, you realised all of it was just boobs and skin. So I just thought, well, you know, I was a young guy and I just thought, here's a cool shirt, I'll wear that out. I wore it out to this dismal pub on New Year's Eve. 
Um, I'm pretty sure I was single at the time, although that's you don't that's say. not connected. Yeah, I was going to say not connected to the bad shirt. Anyway, this guy obviously noticed the shirt, and he was fully pissed already. I think he comes straight from his building job because he was wearing builder's clothes. <laughs> and he he insisted on buying it off me, and just kept, I just said I'm not, I don't want to sell it. It's limited edition. I, I think they've sold out of them. And he just kept putting as as the night wore on, he just kept putting the price up, another tenner, another tenner. And then and he, he was cool about it, but he was obviously just getting more pissed. Anyway, I went to the toilet, and as I was at the urinals, a very long trough, exposed trough, old school. I turned mm. around after I finished a waz, and he. He blocked the doorway, put his arms across the door, and he went, you're not leaving here until I buy your shirt. And I'm like, oh, gosh. This is going to be one of these New Year's Eve situations where I'm going to end up bound and gagged and naked in a horrible pub toilet. Not again. All for a a very classy boobsy shirt. All for a Ben Sherman shirt with skin on. Yeah, so... I managed to talk my way out of it, but he put the price up to, I think, 100 quid, and I still didn't what? sell it. I've actually still got it, like I said. Well, so I've got he... some news for you, what? because I just looked up on eBay, I was out of interest, and lo and behold, you found there's one? one for sale. Yeah, it's on eBay at the moment, uh, with three days left, starting bid, and there have been no bids at the moment, strangely, starting bid is 50 quid. Oh. So you're sitting on 50 pounds there. Well, I can't help noticing, apart from the... Um, large collection of boobs on it is yeah. that um the first picture is is a close-up of the label in the collar and it is a hundred percent polyester okay mm. i'm very very glad you pointed that out so why was it a sweaty night in it the was pub? A, it was a hot night in the pub because they didn't open any windows and there was a lot of bad disco dancing and stuff including the song marillion kaylee which is what it now reminds me of is that pub night it was uh-huh. so unbreathable, the shirt. I had to slightly, almost completely wear it open for halfway through the night, so I looked like a shit medallion man. A, a guy in his very early 20s with an almost completely open polyester shirt. There's no wonder I was not in a relationship. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at some other pictures of this shirt on eBay, yeah. and my question is... Yeah, what the merry farting heck possessed you to buy this shirt? It's oh, <clears throat> it's terrible. It is bad. Different times, Richard. I'm I'm going to just use that phrase. Different times. I, I mean, I know it's stuffed. Stuffed. Did you buy it online or did you see it in a shop? I got a press release about it when I was when I was a journalist and I immediately phoned the press office and said I'd like to buy I'd like to buy one before they bring them out and they went oh well well I think they're all allocated and I said I'll buy one send me one in medium and I got one I, I bought one and got it through pretty much like the day that the the day that um they they the press release was was unveiled so I I was very proud of it, but in a—I mean, it was just different type. But don't forget, I did work on on some worked on magazines that promoted lariness and unruliness. So. Yes, yes, and this this was the nineties, and it I, was. I, I'm I gonna presume. I'm gonna say it, it, it might have been two thousand and one. Okay, okay, well, I mean, that was still, still sort of the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before, haven't we? The decades don't exist neatly in the actual numerical sense that. You know, it's like the eighties didn't get started until about nineteen eighty two, three, I think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. In that's the true what, sense true. of the eighties. That's when someone bought some red braces and everyone went, Ooh. Um 
So, well, that's our, for our patrons, I'll stick um, I'll stick some pictures of uh, a, a booby shirt like the one that Johnny wore <laughs> to a pub on New Year's Eve in Bristol, listening to Kayleigh. Was... Lot to unpack there on that one, but anyway. Um... <laughs> but go, go, going back to the ID buzz. Um, yes. So I, I, I think I think it depends. It it's one of those things where if the software hasn't changed significantly. Is that enough to put you off buying an ID Buzz? Well, I drove an ID4 GTX the other week, and that whole interior system, all the touch-sensitive buttons, the touch screen, the stupid electric window controls where there's only two switches and then you have to push a button marked rear to, to flip what the switches do. Yeah. And it's a touch-sensitive button. It never fucking works properly first time. It just drove me mad. Yeah. Horrible car because of that. I mean, it's a pretty drab car anyway, but good God, it was just unlivable with that stupid system. And then I discovered the voice control, which I presume, you know, they go, well, it doesn't matter the buttons don't work properly because you, you can do voice control. But the voice control is sort of okay as these things go. But while it's having a think about you going, could you make me warmer, please? <laughs> it, it sort of dips the stereo to the point you can barely hear it. And you're just in the middle of a podcast or a good song or something. You just go... I don't just fucking play it. It's it's really irritating to live with. And if the ID Buzz hasn't stepped up the game on how that all works, and there's some fundamental flaws in there that I know they haven't addressed because it's still got those stupid heater controls just below the touch screen. Yeah, I know. And I gather the software update involves a thing where the screen, because those VWs have had for quite a few years now proximity sensors on the screen, haven't they? They have. So they're annoying. Even the Golf 7 had it. Yeah. And, and as it, you got near the screen, the icons sort of got bigger and things, which was quite clever, and it did sort of work. But they're using that proximity sensing technology now so that if it detects your hand going near the screen, it locks out the heater controls because they realised you can accidentally brush them while you're trying to touch the touch screen. But it's like, that wouldn't be a problem that required a solution if you hadn't made such a massive cock-up in the first place. Yeah, it, it, it's true. And and I had um, a, a, an e-golf, so a, a Mark 7.5, and, and that was the only thing that massively irritated me about it because when I took my hand off the indicator stalk and mm. I moved it back to the steering wheel or down to, say, the gear shift area, it would yeah. either change my radio channel or put the mu- put oh. the music volume up really high. <laughs> or if I was on a if I was on a Bluetooth hands free call and I was gesticulating, which I tend to do. I mean, in fact, I'm doing it now while I talk to you. Uh, it would just go haywire, and it was like this is this is shit oh. I don't need in 2022. This is shit I don't need. And driving the Ionic Five, I realised it's just got a really good balance of like no bullshit tiles and menus no bullshit physical buttons or or um yeah and knobs and i and i and i love it i I love that about it the only thing that the ionic 5 needs is the end of the drive selector and the end of the indicator they just need someone to machine the same little end capping out of something like billet aluminium and then i'll just swap mm. it over on my drive after i've bought the car and because <laughs> those are the tactile things you you touch and they feel slightly tinny yeah and apart from that i'm in i was i remember there were two things i didn't like about the ionic 5 and one of them is that because of the way that the door panels are designed the door pull is sort of somehow invisible and it's really hard to get your head around. And it's such a minor point, and I think you probably would get used to it. Maybe you have, but I just found it was like a bit of a head fuck. And then my wife got in the car, and she went, how do you close the door? And I'm like, well, it's there. It's just hidden. It's like a sort of concealed... 
it's almost like a, you know sort of some kind of perspective <laughs> cheat they've done that makes it look like there's no way to pull the door yeah. shut but yeah um otherwise no all good hey well anyway look this brings me sort of clattering towards what i really wanted to tell you today which is that i've ordered a new car have you Mm. Bloody hell, you seem to be surging ahead in the car world than me. I've, I've, I'm getting FOMO. Don't well, tell me so, you just ordered an ID buzz. No. You absolute <laughs> wand. No. Uh, but, <clears throat> so, well, first of all, my 911 is uh, is up for sale on collecting cars. So uh, that's that's going. Oh, I've just hit a radiator. Have you not put it on I Doug DeMauro's Cars and Bids with... No. An extremely high-pitched, enthusiastic introduction to it. No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that. Um, oh, that's a surprise. But uh, I so that's I've got also I've got to give a shout out to um, Richard Tipper of Perfection Valley, who came over and cleaned up my 911 before it was photographed for collecting cars, and spent basically a whole day forensically cleaning my 911. Made me realise how I hadn't you know cleaned it properly for ages it's all well and good giving it a good old sponging but he just did the most remarkable alchemy on that car to the point where it just looked like a new car and my wife actually went oh my god oh, oh do we have to sell it because uh, it's just this is the it's problem. like having a new car and the interior being freshened up and everything and you just realize that you know things as cars get older and that car is uh what coming up towards 14 years old this year and it's sort of 60,000 miles on it so it's you know it's 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 had a few years under its belt but it's just little things like you know the steering wheel leather goes a little bit shiny and Richard just sorted that and it's now lovely and sort of back to factory spec mass that's, and it's just incredible how much these things lift the feeling of a car we should never detail cars pre-sale you should detail them when you're owning it well this has Shouldn't made me realise because that. then because then the relationship is strong because you don't want to wave goodbye to a car when it's looking at its finest because you'll get you'll get FOMO. Yeah, yeah, Won't no, it's you? true. <clears throat> well, it's too late anyway. The the, the nine eleven's got to go uh, and is going. In fact, this week uh, it's on collecting cars. If you'd like to buy my nine eleven, please do because uh, we're moving house and I need the money. Um, but <laughs> I also realised that we still kind of needed another car. So, oh gosh, you know I've been wanking on for ages on this podcast about buying um, a, a VW Up GTI yeah. because, it, it, to the extent that um, when when one of our listeners um, did that Smith and Sniff bingo uh, sort of thing, the, uh, the which we talked about last week, uh, he actually put Richard going on about an Up GTI. In our, um, it is a common our, occurrence. Our it must be said. Uh, not, I mean, yeah. more common than than mentions of Marillion, I would say. Well, uh, for for David, the chap who wrote the Smith and Sniff bingo, uh, I have some news. I have ordered a VW up, but not a GTI. No, an E. Yes. Have you? Yes. An electric so up. Well done. Yeah, so I found, I got an email. I've subscribed to various mailing lists with sort of lease companies and things just to keep abreast of what's going on. I always get delighted when they'll go, did you know you could have a Seat Leon for £92 a month? And I'm always like, that's fascinating. I don't want one, but it's good to know. <laughs> and um, that, that kind of deal sort of seems to be uh, increasingly rare. There was a period, you know, when interest rates were at the bottom and cars were still being made because there wasn't the chip shortage and all that where you would get some insanely 
good value deals. Yeah. Uh, but in the general scheme of things, uh, with the state of where the cars are at the moment, generally, I thought there was quite a good deal came through from a lease company for e-ups. And because, uh, yeah, we're moving house and then my wife's going to have a bit of a commute to her new office, where which has the world's smallest car park, apparently. And like even a golf-sized car sort of touches the white lines on both sides of the spaces. So really? So like, ooh. Yeah, apparently it's really tiny, sort of underbuilding car park. So you didn't order so, her a Messerschmitt KR two hundred then? No, but then nor did I go. Oh, a Jag Mark ten. That'd be a good car for narrow parking space. <laughs> I um, still classes a compact uh, in America, probably. Yes, <laughs> but was famously Britain's widest car for a long time. I think probably until I don't know. Or you know, a Lamborghini Diablo. That'd be a nice, a nice car to park in a narrow <laughs> underbuilding car park. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, I thought I can um, sell the nine eleven, release some of the money that's trapped in that to buy friggin' curtains and carpets and things, and then just a little dribble of money every month to have us a nice little electric up. Because I drove the updated up uh, a while ago to review for the newspaper, and I I thought it was really nice. And then I watched when I was pondering this, I watched your review of it which made me laugh so much really you you get a complete rage on about not being able to get the charging bung (laughs) out of its hole i was cold and fed up that day i remember at one point you shout bollock porridge at it (laughs) (laughs) and then go i'm going to get a stick and i'm going to smash it (laughs) off it's also got you don't do this anymore in your um on your your um, late break show videos, I think, because uh, uh, there's a bit at the beginning where you just do this incredibly low energy voiceover. <laughs> it's oh, really low, low energy. It's, oh no! Yeah, there's the because there's the e up part next to that e golf that you guess you, it was your car at the time. That's right. And you just the voiceover just goes there's the e up and next to it, there's the e golf <laughs> and that's the e up and there's next to it, it's the e golf. <laughs> it's just really sort of <laughs> deliberately mumbly. <laughs> that sounds unpro and not desirable as a viewer to oh watch. i thought i thought you were doing it deliberately but yeah that's the thing i suspect you you, you don't dick around as much uh doing the videos because it's your suddenly it's you become know. more of a business but yes I, well I, it's also it is your living isn't it so you don't want to just go oh we haven't made any money this month because i was deliberately stupid and shouted bollock <laughs> porridge at a car i might do that though i might do more of that if you, I actually, I mean, I I would fully encourage it because, like I said, I laughed out loud probably three or four times watching that short video. Um, so for the purposes yeah, of anyway. the listeners, d- did you buy an e up off the back of my review that involved yes, me hitting it yes. with a swig and shouting bollocks? Yes, I watched a few reviews and read a few reviews. It's weird because I've driven that car. I had to. I, the first thing I did was I reread my own review just to remind myself that I definitely liked it because sometimes your mind plays tricks, and I did, and I described it as charming. And I also mentioned that the ride was really good, which I remember it was. It, and that's the one thing about the up GTI, maybe the ride is not so good. And I do like a comfortable riding car, particularly a small car, because it's sort of impressive when they do that. Yeah. And um, it is a good I ride. just think it's, I, I always, you know, we sort of talk sometimes about cars that are fit for purpose and uh, or fit for, you know, the life that you're leading. And I think the E-Up is going to be absolutely spot on for our very specific requirements in sort of the coming couple of years or so. I'm lo- Actually, I've signed up for a three-year deal, so it's we've got that bastard thing for three years, whether we like it or not. But I'm um, glad about I'm that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, no, it's funny, because my dad's thinking of getting one, my mum and dad, yeah. Ah, well, I would, I, I, I'd recommend looking into it. This, so this, this lease company is, I don't know if to mention them or not, because it makes it sound like I'm 
getting favours, and I'm not. But um, they have some pre-ordered, which is why they can they can deliver. They've said it might be like four weeks, and I get it. Is that all? The docks. Yeah, four because weeks. if you if you went to a VW garage and went, I'd like an EAP, please. Unless they've got one in stock, you're looking at quite a long wait, apparently. But this company pre-ordered a batch of them in all different colours. And they're on the... They're, so they claim. We'll see. Ask me again in four weeks when I'm going, where's my bastard car? Are you going to... Are you going to... Uh, will you get seek the d- d- delivery of it to the 90s quarter in Bristol? Or is it going to Yeah, be... that would be quite... Well, probably they might have come in there, mightn't they? Some, they will. They've they come probably, over from Germany. They're... They might come into the... A lot of a lot of cars do come into there. A like, lot, lot of Hondas and... Um, yeah, Suzuki's. I think I'm trying to remember. Oh, you do see a lot of cars coming in Brizzle way. Well, that's it. I've that seen, seen down at the docks lots of you know rows and rows of cars. So maybe, maybe it is at this very minute sitting. That's uh, exciting. It it's is. Exciting. It is really exciting, yeah, isn't it? It's I, good. It's like, so it's kind of taken the edge off the sadness of the of the 911 going. Is that I've got a new toy. Well, I may and I probably won't have ordered an ID Buzz next podcast. Who knows? Who knows, Richard? Are you so Who when knows? you go and see them this afternoon? Is that are you hoping there's just a sort of order book open on the table and you can what and I'll scrub out everyone else's name and put mine in at the top in Sharpie, really dark Sharpie. Do you think I? Do you think that car's going to be a Runaway hit and like massive waiting time for it and all the rest of it because I sort of feel think, that it is, but then I think so. I mean, it drives so much better, I think, than a T6. It's just a T6 is 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 a van, isn't it? And it's an overpriced van when you start adding bits onto it. So I think this is a significant evolution in terms of tech and everything else. So it sort of warrants its price tag more than a heavily loaded T6. Or oh, that T seven, the multivan. You know, that's that's forty seven grand as the plug in hybrid. So yeah, yeah, you know, people forget that. Pe- people instantly yeah. go, "Oh God, the ID Buzz is great, but it's way too expensive for normal people." It's like, well, there's quite a lot of normal people that seem to be spending fifty grand on a Trendline T six. So I mean, what are you? Yeah. And, and that's using fairly ordinary diesel tech. Um, so come and talk to me when you've spec'd up your T6, yeah? Talk to me. I'm in the process of, of, of buying a, a sort of recession-resistant um, eco daily driver car that's second-hand. But I'll talk to you more about that another day. I'm holding that one. Mm. That's the car that's close <laughs> to my chest, my neoprene-lined <laughs> chest. <laughs> your neoprene. Yeah. Well, no, your, your, your chest, because you've peeled the wetsuit down to around your waist, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's down, and I've tied because, the arms together. Because you're in Warwick. Yeah, that's right. And I've, oh, yeah. got, um, <laughs> I've actually got a, I've got a necklace on. that It's sort of, you think it's a shark tooth, but it's not. It's actually just a sterling silver wave. Like a, oh, lovely. You know the yeah, one yeah. I mean. You know the type? Yeah. Yeah. I've got. Have you ever seen that stuff? I think my wife's got some of it. There's that sea, sea kind of shit you can spray in your hair to make your hair sort of a bit like it would be when it's been in the sea. You know that salty kind of where it's very thick. It feels very thick and rough. And really, and and that yeah. I've not. But I, it's, I, don't dry know if, I don't know if it smells. Maybe. Well, no. I just wonder if it smells like the sea. I just wonder if you're going to spritz yourself with that stuff so you always smell a bit salty. I might. I could just mix up a little bit of of saline and just just fire it over my neck and my shoulders or just open a bag of ready salted I was going to say Smith Salt and Shake Richard yeah, it's a classic, classic bag uh, do you why remember is the Johnny Smith always being attacked by sparrows well he rubs <laughs> salt on himself I like I like the surfer dream um, mm. that is one of the things I miss about not living in the west country anymore 
not being close that, to the waves. I think that's the thing because I, I, I've, I've been surfing once in my life and I was cack at it and never got to stand up. But I do sort of, when you look at that uh, ID buzz, you do sort of go, oh, there's me sitting on a cliff top yes. looking out over my old nemesis, the sea, uh, with <laughs> my, my laptop just doing some work with the sliding door open on a lovely day yeah. and then making a coffee using the fag lighter like in that old Nescafe advert from the 80s with the beetle in it. Yeah. And it's, of course, something that I would never do but, but yes, um, it's selling you the dream that you could. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. and there's a lot you to could. be said for that, especially in a world where there's so much shit going on. You think, do you know what? I, I might just drive to the coast, put the kettle yeah. on, get my laptop yeah, yeah. out. And in the case of me, I'll um, I'll wait till there's a really strong offshore wind and then I'll get my inflatable kayak out. And then before you know it, I'm in Ireland being rescued. <laughs> Neoprene-clad man rescued on coast. Um, we, we should start to wrap this up, but I wanted to just... We, we've had a message from... We've got a few bits of, of business, buzzness. Buzzness? Um, uh, there's... Uh, oh, well, first of all, a very important message from Jeremy Townsend, who is the Group Communications Director for Stellantis UK. Yeah, he is! <laughs> yeah, he is, lovely man. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what... <laughs> once gave me a lift home um, and, and I almost wet myself in the back of his what? company car. What? Why? <laughs> I, went to, I went to a thing, I went to a car industry thing in a pub in Surrey and for some reason it just never occurred to me how to get home. I got the train there. You absolute prunts. And then stayed late and there was no way to get home and I just sort of assumed that I'd find a way to get home and in the end, bless him, Jeremy went, well, um, I've uh, I've got a car and I've got a driver. Someone's driving me home. So you're welcome for a lift into London, and bless him, he got his driver. He only lived on the sort of western side of London. He got he got out, and then his driver had to take me home, which he didn't seem very happy about. But I was desperate for a piss because I've been in the pub. No, no, yeah, you were holding. I ended up having to get the driver to to let me out where it wasn't actually my house. It was just a petrol station near my house and ran into the bushes by the petrol station. What? Hoping the bloke didn't spot me doing that. Because <laughs> I would look like a lunatic or he'd think, what, he lives in a bush? It's a bit weird. It's funny you anyway. should say, because I, re- I did realise that the, the things I enjoy the most after I finish a, a, a long shoot outdoors at the moment in winter, when it's when you're cold to the bone, is you hmm. get in the car heated seat on full bore and then mm. and then you pull over and have a really wonderful um sort of scenic piss vista roadside mm. slash it, these two elements are very important to me and they're becoming yeah. more important with age just sorry sorry so, sorry, sorry to interrupt hijack your thread there you carry on yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to pick at this thread let's let's go back to jeremy's message jeremy just sent us a message just to say uh he'd just been catching up with the the last podcast and um the space tour that you were driving uh he says yeah, of course the p- space tour doesn't have a three-cylinder diesel the person who wrote the spec sheet is currently being flogged oh so they they right because the the spec sheet did say three-cylinder diesel yeah spec sheet was i did think was, it did they, it didn't sound very three-cylindery but at the same time diesels can be a, a bit a bit chaotic in their sound so i wasn't yeah. quite <laughs> you know modern diesels yes. there's a lot going on to try and make them less less muddy so i was like oh well maybe it is a triple okay so sorry jeremy um i really enjoyed the sex tour it was fantastic uh, even my wife went do you know what this is so comfortable and and so she drove it to norfolk a few times uh-huh. for for a good reason oh, not, not for no reason yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> just to get away There's from some... me and then come back again also something i just wanted to uh, uh, bring up uh, is uh, a listener called peter alfred wrote in 
and uh, I'm just going to leave this one for listeners and maybe we'll come back to it next week Uh, Peter says I'm hoping this will frustrate and intrigue you as much as it has me this thought has been on my mind for years what is the car with the largest difference between the smallest and largest available engines annoyingly he continues I think I found the answer almost immediately with the W204 Mercedes C-Class which was available with a 1.6 litre 4 cylinder and also with a 6.2 litre V8 with a 4.6 litre difference yeah, that's the rules of this inane game are the engines don't necessarily have to have been on sale at the same time, but must be in the same generation. Also, electric cars don't count as naught litre cars. <laughs> they must be production cars, so things like the W12 Concept Golf also don't count. Excellent rule setting there, Peter. Well, I was going to say, he was straight um, in there with the rules, wasn't he? Yeah, I hope you enjoy goals. slash are frustrated by this. Well, this is the thing. So I, 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 this has been playing on my mind, and I was suddenly I was like, wait a minute, something like I don't know, Dodge Challenger, but they annoyingly their smallest engine isn't that small. Is it three and a half? So, three six, isn't it? Yeah, three and a half, and then it goes up to I think six four for the Hellcats. So yeah, not as big a spread as that Mercedes that Peter's highlighted. So uh, we'll leave that with listeners as their sort of brain worm for the coming week um i can only think of one and um, i think it's not it's definitely not as broad church as the mercedes c-class which is i I thought mondeo because they did a one liter eco boost mondeo and you could get them in v6 st thingy flavor which was what what was that three liter well yeah but hang on were, were they in the same generations probably not so it wasn't was that was no wait no was the one liter in the monday or was it the 1.5 eco boobs in that one i think you could buy a one liter which i was always totally fascinated with such a large car with such a tiny engine it, i bet it if you pop the bonnet it just looked like a children's shoebox under the bonnet of what might be an engine the one that i thought got closest that the the current seven series in some countries you can get a two litre <laughs> can you yeah in like china and places because of tax laws and you can also get a six litre v12 oh you could but that's still only four litres spread that's not as good as the Merc. No, it's so, not. anyway we'll come back to this because i'm hoping that listeners will um will get in touch and someone will ace this i'm sort of still thinking there must be something american where like uh, there's some insane spread because it doesn't have to be a current car does it it could be something from oh, of course yeah so. yeah of course i hadn't thought of the american market a small six and then going all the way up to like a, a hemi or a 440 yeah. well in fact um, yeah something because what was a big block v8 of gm would be like a seven liter wouldn't it or yeah 454 anyway yeah we, we had a 500 cubic inch or 502 oh day filth um well well this is it we will leave that as a sort of irritating diversion for the coming week for listeners and indeed for us it's a good game so um well thank you peter for that uh we'll get back to you anyway uh we should um, we should wrap this up while we can uh before we go though i have three things to tell you they are one johnny has a solo youtube channel uh it's called the late break show lots of excellent videos on that are you going to put this little vlog thing of the id buzz up quite soon i'm going to try and do it soon it's either going to be that or me driving a street legal porsche 917 we'll see oh yeah just okay anyway many excellent videos already on there and and many more to come uh second thing i've got to tell you is that i've got various books out uh, (laughs) but i've also got a car for sale please go and buy my porsche 911 on collecting cars uh if you want a 997 gen 2 it's um, it's a good one. That was just casually part. thrown in there. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, well, because it's got to go because uh, I've got to buy some new curtains. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that Mark Bolan, 
out of T-Rex, used to share a flat with James Bolam, the actor out of The Lightly Lads. Really? Uh, they were flatmates in the mid-60s, yeah. And James Bolam believes that Mark Boland stole his surname and adapted it to make his stage name because when they lived together, Mark Boland was known as Mark Feld, which is his real name. Oh, my gosh, he must have stolen it. it was stolen from Boland. Bolam and Bolan. Bolam and Bolan. And they, yeah, they were flatmates. Uh, and then one went to be in the Lightly Lads and one went to be in T-Rex. So, uh, you know, or, tr- or Trex, as I things. used to think they were called, which is, I think, a substitute <laughs> for large. <laughs> what? It's, it's, yes, I, I thought, it sounds like an entry-level Chevrolet from the Americas. <laughs> no, like, so, it's like sort of Mexican market, and it's actually made in South Korea, but no one ever knows that. Yeah, because it's about Chevy. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a large substitute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've no time for lard substitutes. If you want lard, just get lard. Embrace it. Well, quite the Chevrolet lard. That would be quite good, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, hang on, it's a low-fat It's a low fat baking product. Low-fat lard. <laughs> it is. Tre- tre- I've just looked it up on the internet. It's uh, 19, uh, since 1932. Low-danger asbestos. Yeah, Trex. Trex. Mark Bolan, Mark uh. Bolan and low-fat low baking product. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Coming up to tonight's session, Mark Bolan and the low-fat lard. <laughs> Uh, great band. I'd change the name if I were them. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you came here for in-depth information about the Volkswagen ID buzz, I suggest you go elsewhere. But um, watch my video. Uh, watch Johnny's video. That's it. Yeah. On that side. Uh, yeah. And uh, likewise, if you want to know what the VW E up is like, he's got a review of that in which he shouts <laughs> swear words at a charging flap. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's for Smith and Sniff. We'll be back doing this all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.